You're listening to Geek Watch One with Kylan and Ken on the Tangent Bound Network. Do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found Geek Watch One with Kylan and Ken. I love you. Me too, man. Hit me, hit me, my turn. Am I the meanest? Show down. Am I the prettiest? Show down. Am I the baddest mofo low down around this town? Show down. Well, who am I? Show down. The Shogun of Harlem. For what lies ahead, ready are you. Police officers. We're not trained to handle this kind of violence. Hey, Geeksters, I'm Kylan. And I'm Ken. And you found Geek Watch One. Welcome back, Geeksters, issue 95 of Geek Watch One, this time li- recorded live at Concoction, or Cleveland Concoction. Hello, people. Hello. See? We have a. And um, Geeksters know that we love a live audience. Yeah. Yes, a live captive studio audience. We've only chained in the chairs a little bit. My paper on the butt. <laughs> yeah. And. Our buddy Andy Hop here came up with a good idea. We lined all the chairs with flypaper so they can't leave. That's the safe for work version. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kylan, how you doing this week, man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I, I'm, I got my weekends back. I have a, had a whole week of healthy, and uh, I got a video game waiting on me to play, waiting on me to start playing, because uh, Marvel did a smart thing, in my opinion, and re-released... Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. That's what you were 3. saying. So did you actually went out and bought it. I went out and bought it, and uh, I mean they and they sold it at a discounted price, and I think it was a wise move, especially with. Kylan don't pay retail. I don't pay retail, and so <laughs> and so with the, he paid the, somewhere between the five finger discount and retail price. Well, you know, somewhere in between. Somewhere there. in between. There. <laughs> and uh, so because uh, Marvel vs. Capcom four. It's coming out later this year, and I love my fighting games, and I love Marvel, so you put the two together, that's Christmas. So, that's all I got to say about that. You didn't even get a chance to walk around here yet, have you? No, because I pulled into the parking lot and got a decent parking spot, then came in here, registered, and uh, sat in on a panel, and now I'm recording. Awesome. Well, Vicky and I and Jesse actually came up here last night, so we've been here all day. I know I was sitting with um, Mark up at the Tangent Bound booth. You got what? Oh. <laughs> but I've been sitting with, hanging out with Mark at the Tangent Bound booth, and we'll tell, talk about the panel we did in a little bit. But Vicky, you and Jesse have already had some fun stuff you guys were doing. We haven't stopped since what yeah. noon? No, we haven't stopped. So what, do you, what, what stuff have you guys done so far here at Concoction? Um, we went to the Steampunk. A panel talked well, about cosplay about, and like um, I have all these costumes. What do I do now? And it was about repurposing and being able to make costumes from things that you wouldn't even think of. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of what he was showing us was um, steampunk kind of stuff. So, like for example, he used a um, Christmas tree stock yeah. from like the those fake Christmas trees as part of his steampunk gun, mm-hmm. and it was it was just perfect. And I'm just like. Blew my mind. I was like, oh, well, now all that stuff I was going to get rid of might not be gotten rid of now. A lot of thrift, um, they were saying a lot of thrift store shopping. They had a lot of it from there. A lot mm-hmm. of thrift store shopping. Okay. And then we went to a Warblow workshop. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was a What workshop. is Warblow? It's this like really thin um, plastic that you use a heat gun with to um, melt it just enough that you can mold it any way you want. So you, it comes in sheets, and then you can... Ah, you have a bracer. So I, made, I made a bracer, and Vicky, you were making. I made um, two fascinators. Okay. Yeah. Did you actually use the warble on your fascinators? I made yes. fascinators to out of it. Bring you a special announcement today. Okay. Is Wes and Kincaid's birthday, and we're all going to sing happy birthday oh. to him. Oh, cool. yeah. awesome! Yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody, ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday.
If anybody doesn't know, Weston Kincaid is actually one of the author guests here at, Con at Concoction this year. So happy birthday, Weston. Thank you. should have him on the show. We should. But, um, After he's done with the cake and stuff, if we if we're still time here, and he's got time. We'll yeah, get him to come in on the show. You forgot the operative word of that sentence. What? Cake. cake. Yeah. Cake. There's cake. cake. If we love cake, 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 cake on Cake Watch One. That that cake is not alive. If I could delve lie. into just the the very tiniest amount of the safe for work stuff you were talking about, <laughs> I noticed that cake has red icing. Yeah. Right? When I was in first grade, I went to a birthday party. Oh, no. And the fella had a Cincinnati Reds baseball hat as the cake. And I ended up almost in the emergency room that night because my mom thought I was bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Without going into too much yes. more detail. <laughs> Quite interesting. Yeah, so I'm going to eat the brown cake. Ah, okay. <laughs> no worry about it. So, more about what? Now you're talking about. You guys went to that Warbler um, thing. Yeah. So uh, it was run by I think her name is Mogshell. Yeah, Mogshell Cosplay. She's actually the cosplay guest of honor here. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's the cosplay guest of honor here, and I think she's running the cosplay at Gen Con. Um, and so Vicky and I really wanted to meet her, talk to her, and we're like, hmm, she's also doing a workshop. Let's go to that. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It, you guys wouldn't have ulterior motives that have to do with cosplay at Con of the Cobb and Oddmall or it anything. Might, it might. Well, it no. just kind of helped, worked out that way. It, it did. Yeah. Because we didn't really know. We just saw it was a workshop. We, yeah. We were just like, hmm, crafting. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> Well, um, and I made, um, getting back to what I made, I made two uh, fascinator bases. Nice. Now, does that work as well as what you normally use? It's a lot more dangerous because kind of burn yourself or make a hole in the table. You can talk louder. <laughs> I know she started muffling. She went, I'll have to. I'll amplify that one. I think she said it works exactly the same, except it's more dangerous. Yeah. No. Which, which isn't put a hole in the point. table. Yeah, the one girl. She said the one girl put a hole in the table with a heat gun. Oh, really? Not the table. The tablecloth. Oh, tablecloth. Synthetic, okay. and it's, you know. Oh, yeah. You and then the other, the only other thing we've had time to do so far, because this is still early in the day, was we actually the did. The plastic gets really hot. Okay. But we did the podcasting 101 panel. Mark from Tangibound invited Kylan and myself and Vicky up onto the panel to tell people how to do cos or how to do podcasting. Yep. So and then we have a lot of our crowd here was actually at the panel with us. And they came to see us do a show. It was, so it was welcome. Like a caravan. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys learn how to do a podcast? I did. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> practicing now. Nice. So it, it, it's a running thing between Mark and us that if he's at a show that we're at, he has us do his panel. Same thing at Con of the Cobb. We have him jump up on our panels. Uh, he's actually up at the booth. He had to, someone has to work at their booth, so um, he may be joining us later. Either he or Deidre. His wife Deidre's here too. Yeah, no, I gave her a hug. So um, if you know what I mean. You <laughs> But um, some of the other stuff going on here at um, Concoction is um, our buddy Mike McFarland is actually down in the basement in the game room demoing pests all day. I played pests the other day. What'd you think of it? It was awesome. Thursday night. Okay. Uh, my friend Charlotte, who's a principal of Summit Academy, okay. she invited us over for a game night, had a whole bunch of the students there, and I ran Dementalism and he ran Pests. We had a blast. And awesome. anyone listening, they need to get on that Kickstarter before yeah. it's too late, because Pests well, is fun. He was saying as of um, earlier today, he's at 90% funded yep. of their $9,500 goal. And it, they, when this show releases, we'll have just under two weeks, I believe, to, and it left in the pot in the Kickstarter. So right. look for pests on Kickstarter, and you'll find it. It's also spontaneously combustible games. Right. So um, it's an awesome I got, game. I know I've played it. Yeah. So. But here's the thing. It's it's awesome. It's got great art. It's a fun game to play. It's quick to play, easy to learn, but very nuanced. And there's no reason that game shouldn't be at like eighty thousand by now. Oh, for real? <laughs> Seriously? Especially no, if anybody it, sat down to play it. Um, I know Mike said. Um, they went from like 75% yesterday to 90% between here, the people who played it with Mike in the demos here, and his partner, the Todd, who did all the art for it, is actually out at PAX East today, or this weekend, nice. demoing it out there. The funny thing is, he said the people here at Concoction have given them more money, or um, backed it a lot faster than the people that played it at PAX. So it, a lot of people that have played the game love the game and have decided, you know what, i got to back this thing. Yeah, but that makes sense because Pack East is more of a video gaming or like electronic kind of game. There are a lot of tabletops, but not as much as, say, here, you kind of more expect it. Right, yeah. true. So, um, but what's some of the other stuff that's going on here? Ah, oh, thank you. Oh, we're being delivered cake. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Chocolate and caramel and sea salt. Ah. Oh. You want 
chocolate caramel sea salt? White. Oh, she was white. You know, you Let me should. Take this. You want the chocolate? I'll take it. Okay. okay. We should what, Try, Andy? Fist bump. Let's acknowledge these awesome. There's a. <laughs> oh, okay. Order, awesome. Right? No. Okay, here, okay. Is that Bob the Builder? No. Who are you? I'm sorry, never played. But okay. We have some awesome cosplayers in the Builder vibe, though. Andy's talking to some of the cosplayers we have actually sitting in the crowd with us. He said um, you're one of the engineers from Team Fortress Two. Exactly. And then we have Princess Peach from Team Fortress Three. <laughs> and then we have actually we have with us Andrew, who's doing Doctor Strange, who is actually one of the odd mall. Um, Winners for the cosplay contest. That's right. right. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I was a grand champion on Sundays. Please do. (laughs) That's because you didn't go. Was that? Yeah, that was the day that Count Chocolate wasn't there. We had a nine-foot Count Chocolate on the other day. Was there on Saturday? I don't think I could have competed with Count Chocolate. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Uh, All you radio people out there, whatever. This isn't radio. No, this is podcast land. Yeah, it's the same thing. (laughs) To you, you kids nowadays. Yep. You can't see Andrew, and you can't see Bob the Builder. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you can't see the engineer, and you can't see Princess Peach. Um, Robin is dressed as Andrew, and Andrew is dressed as Robin, spot on. Um, their costumes are fantastic. Maybe there'll be some videos and posters, you know, pictures and things online at some point. Who knows? I imagine there will be. I don't need no stick four hours of that cake in my mouth. She <laughs> <laughs> even ate the plate. Yeah, anyway, I just thought I'd acknowledge that while Ken was oh, yeah. eating cake. Also, Ken's poop is going to be red tonight. <laughs> so, Kylan, what's been going on this week you, um, in the news at all? You got Usually Miss Dawn does that. She's not with us today. But do you well, have any news for us? Well, it honestly is a fairly light news week, except I do, I do, I do, the hater rate that the haters were sipping their hater rate kind of hard. Yeah. Um, apparently they want to diss They want to diss the show, like what? before it even comes out, and you only got six episodes. What show? I'm talking about how these. How do you diss on Iron Fist? Well, obviously they've know. never even they've never opened an Iron Fist comic book either. They don't know. They Anybody don't know. who doesn't know. The internet hate group has been out there in force for Iron Fist, like yelling about it. Um, Danny Rand being a white guy. And last I checked, he was always white. Yeah, he, and he's always been a white guy in the comic books. And Kylan's a black comic. ninja, so he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, talking about. Next thing you know, they'll be complaining that Snake Eyes isn't an Asian guy. I'm surprised they did, to be honest. With you. <laughs> I'll think they did. Wait, so that's the complaints that they've had is that yeah, he's not Asian. That he's not Asian. Yeah, but he never was. Exactly. Yeah, but see, they're, they, see, they, they were hoping that Marvel would step it up and 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 and, um, and show more diversity and make Danny Rand Asian. But that's not the man's story. But they're there complaining is that there's enough though. diversity. The it last is. show was about a black guy in a black neighborhood. Ninety-five percent of the characters were black. And they said it was the too show black. Before that was about a woman. Right? Right. Female character, and most of the main characters were female. Right. The show before that was about a blind guy. Right. I mean, and there are tons of Asians throughout, some yeah. of which, most of which were the villains. Yeah. Yeah, but still, you know, but... Well, the other one is, um, I th- it had to have been a joke. Yeah. But um, Vicky saw Samuel L. Jackson got in on this and was complaining about... I, um, I didn't read the... I didn't um, read the... English actors, thing. or black English guys playing African-American. Right. <laughs> I'm assuming this is him doing the joke on it, but still, I mean, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, and and Nick Fury used to be white, right? At one point, yeah, right, right. Then, but Marvel doesn't have anything with diversity. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there well, like, um, haters. They never hate. look at the. Uh, they never look at the supporting roles either. Yeah. No. Iron Fist. Most of them are Asian actors. Well, 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 one. Actually, there there was a complaint because Danny was talking about how much, how he's a better martial artist than um, Colleen Wing, which he is. But they're like, but she's Asian and she's in her dojo. And he's talking about how he's a better martial artist. I'm like, okay. So the only reason she should be better is because she's Asian. Yeah, they yeah, were the ones of, being but racist. But that's called pandering. Thank you. They need to read the source. That, that's like, oh, you must be good in math too. Yeah, I said got, it. The actor got chased. <laughs> no, Kylan, the actor got chased off of Twitter. He quit it. He quit social media because of it. Really? The one that yeah plays Iron Fist, he quit media. He yeah, it, it's it's, media. it's ridiculous. I, I it's just, uh, yeah, the internet has to hate. That's just the way they feel. And, and uh, you know, I got at by this time next weekend, I would have watched most that of, is not, coming out this all weekend, of it. Then. Yes. Yeah, because uh, uh, on St. Paddy's Day, I will be eating Chinese food and binging Iron Fist. 
you know, much respect to my Irish brothers and sisters, but huh? Is it Chinese food that's green? I hope. Uh, yeah, it'll be green. I'll, I'll have an egg roll or two. <laughs> yeah. So, if your egg rolls are green, you're buying them from the wrong place. <laughs> I don't know. They'll, they'll have like the cabbage in there a little bit. That's sort of a tiny it, bit of green. tiny bit of green ish. You should have know. a whole show about egg rolls. A whole show about egg rolls. Yeah, like a whole episode of Geek Watch One. I mean, I'm a, I'm an egg roll snob. You have to be. I, I'm serious, man. I'm really. Let's snob. talk about egg rolls. <laughs> Maybe if we run out of other topics. <laughs> right, that'll be, you make a list. Oh man. <laughs> Like with caramel in them? Yeah. Wrap them in a spring roll wrapper? With some coconut ice cream? Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, so that's, that's been the that's that's been Chinese the big thing. Dinner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, uh, other than that, well, oh, uh, actually, um, Game of Thrones announced uh, when their new season is starting up. Okay. Uh, and I'm kicking myself because I, think, I believe it's, it's in July, um, and there's a video that goes with it. And uh, yes, because yeah. uh, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh wait, hold on, that's right. Um, oh, and also, uh, Preacher announced when their second season start is starting up. I'm jazzed about that because I love. Oh, ooh, uh oh. For those of you who can't see this going on, Ken just dropped ice cream cake. Not ice cream cake, just cake. It's a good thing it's not ice cream cake. I just dropped cake all over my computer, and he got red icing all over everything. Embarrassing. So much so that now his computer's gonna poop right. Hey, if his computer can survive the cat walking across it. You have yeah. To lick it. There. No, lick the computer. No, I'm not it's licking sexier. my computer. <laughs> I know where this computer's been. No. Cat walk across it as we recorded. So um, yeah, there. We don't have a whole lot planned for the show, so I'm not sure how this is actually gonna go. It's going. But, um, it's going. It's going. It's going. Vicky said she's got some news. Yeah. Well, I'm used to Miss Dawn doing the news, so but Vicky has some news for us. What do you have? Okay, everybody knows Ken's pregnant. Yes. And he's due, and we actually get to pick up the baby tomorrow afternoon after the Yeah, con. we get to awesome. Cassie that we Sunday. talked about last week. We're we're gonna have to have a Cassie update every couple of weeks. <laughs> See how she's doing. But we're right. picking up tomorrow right Ken after is the convention. Giving birth tomorrow. Yes. Yes. To a Chihuahua. Trying real hard not to imagine the birthing process. <laughs> well, you remember the size of Lucy, five and a half pounds. So that, that, that's, yeah, but that's Ken's good. urethra can't be more than like a <laughs> centimeter or two. <laughs> Leave it to Andy to go that far. <laughs> so Game of Thrones, July sixteenth. Okay, July sixteenth. That's that's my sister's birthday. Yeah, so Ooh. which means uh, which means you probably it'll probably end early fall. Yeah. Probably end in early fall. So, and I believe that's supposed to be the last season. Is it? I think. I think so. I think. Um, at least it, if this is the last, because I think it's the last season. That way they can pour everything into um, Westworld. Cause oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, actually, um, another. It's a, Mar a Marvel show that I, I'm having, that I've been watching, and I'm. It's a heck of a show to try and follow. It's Legion. Uh, it's on FX. Um, yeah, I would not call this a superhero show. Okay, it's a. It does take place within the X universe, um, because Legion is Charles Xavier's son. In the comics, now they don't bring this up in the show yet. Yeah, Legion. Oh my! Oh my God! I'm sitting there. I, I, I the show is such a my man. There's only one word, one appropriate word for the show, and I can't say it on here. I'll say it. Mind trip. Mind trip. That that that's close. Close. You know, but. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. A, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying the show. I am, but it's one of those shows that like, I'm so drained. Yeah. <laughs> like at the by the end of it all, it's just like. <sighs> and I almost feel like I have to watch each episode more than once because it is such a mind trip each time. Yes. <laughs> it 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 just, it, just it is. I mean, there's just there's so much to the show, and I don't know. It's like. I can't call it a superhero show, I, and I can't. I, I guess I can call it a comic show, but it's not a superhero show. No. Um, 
I still have to wait for half a minute. What show are we talking about? Legion. 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 Okay. Well, that's good because I've not got a chance to see it yet. It's awesome. You know, it reminds me of The Prisoner. We like you ever time the Prisoner. Time. Yeah. yeah. Back when you were like in your 30s, back in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> It's got that sort of vibe to it, though, yeah. where, like, nothing makes sense, but eventually it will, although nothing actually ever did make sense on The Prisoner. That's true. But on Legion, you're like, this makes no sense at all. And then the next scene happens, you're like, that scene makes even less sense. But then at the end of the episode, you're like, I can see that maybe at the end of this is going to make sense. Yeah, but it's like, maybe, like, there's this, this is one string of logic. Right. I love it. Barely, like you can, it's like it's barely holding everything together. I feel like I'm going insane by the time. Yeah. Like, each each episode, you feel like you're figuring stuff out, and then at the end of the episode, like, oh yeah, that's why. Then the start of the next episode, you're like, well, that got thrown out the window. Exactly. Andrew had something in the back here. Did you guys see the MST3K, the Mystery Science Mystery Science Theater 3000? It's coming out with more episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we knew that. It's coming to Netflix. Actually, they announced that that it's yeah. gonna all the episodes will be on Netflix. Yeah. Do we know I'm when? Happy. Um, I don't know when they're coming to Netflix, but I'm on the Kickstarter, so I'll have to see them. I think in April. Oh, oh nice. Wow, that's yeah. cool. That's awesome. Felicia Day is supposed to be the mad scientist. Yeah, I did see a lot of those people's around. There. So, so um, the other one was um, the other thing new is did you see time after time? Yes. Well, no, I, I recorded it. I'm watching it either tonight or first thing tomorrow morning. I haven't watched it yet. All then all we can say, Vicky and I watched both of the first two episodes. Amazing. It's, it's it is really fantastic. Good. But it, and it, it doesn't feel you know a lot of these shows drop into it feels like a formulaic procedural type thing. Yeah. Uh, like it, like it becomes a cop show without cops. Right. This one doesn't have that feel. No. It, well, if if it, if it was anything like the original movie from it, 1981. Yeah. It's which I'm you know I have to admit that movie. I mean for it to been, I mean we're talking, that movie's what 30 plus years old. And, and for somebody to say, hey, here's a concept, I was like, I'm surprised somebody didn't pick it up in 82, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. But. Well, the book was written in 79. It, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you know, I think he's making happen. No, we looked was, it up last time we talked about it, remember? No. Oh yeah, we did. Someone did look it up. Somebody did. Yeah, Andy guessed right. That's right. That's yeah. right. See, they <laughs> the funny thing is, Andy, Andy will throw stuff out there, and I'm like, "Did that? Is that real? Is that real? Are you making it up and just sounds like that's a, that's the problem. Like, real. That's the problem. We talk to Andy half the time. You don't know if he's actually making it up because he's so good oh. at letting us but, know. No, or it's not. just I lied ninety five percent. But um, including no, right now, alternative facts. That's right. So um. But before we go any further, we actually have a guest, another guest with us. We do. When everybody heard the birthdays earlier, and we have with us author Weston Kincaid. He, Woo! Um, yeah! Happy birthday, sir. Happy Thank birthday. You. Appreciate it. So, um, and he just told me that um, we're going to talk about his work. Okay. But he also started the author track here. Oh, he did? Right. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Well, so yeah. we'll get into that, I think, a little bit afterwards. Let's talk about what it is that you actually write and that type of thing. <laughs> uh, well, I write uh, dark fantasy, um, paranormal. Okay. okay. So, uh, two or three series out. And, um, to Kill a Priest is the from the prior series, and it's actually, um, if you've seen Fringe. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like Fringe meets Sliders on crack. Ooh. Nice. Oh, okay. um, You're right in our ballpark. The characters of Fringe or the characters of Sliders that are on crack, or the audience. <laughs> no, it's more more the whole world and okay. story. You got the parallel universes and you know Black Ops government agency out to control it all. So uh, okay, you know that's that's the priors, and I've got a coming of age story about a 17 year old uh, abused kid who discovers that he can relive people's murders and tries to bring their killers to justice. Oh, nice. 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 Um, that's uh, a life of death. So. Okay, I love that title. Yeah. The the last one. Yeah, a life of death. Is that what you said? A life of death. That's fantastic. Yes, very cool. Yeah. It's coming out with a new cover in May, a new release. I just got the rights back from the publisher. So. Okay. So um, so and where, it, where do people find your books? Uh, all over Amazon, uh, here at Authors Alley at Concoction, of course, um, and uh, my website, KincaidFiction.blogspot.com. Uh, okay. And um, now, did, did you start off your adult career as a writer, or how did you get into actually writing? I'm a high school English teacher. Oh, okay. By day and by night, you know, I fly under the radar. 
writing, <laughs> which is actually more common than people know. That, that writing's actually your second job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or actually, is. what it is, it is, is it's like what we're doing here, that, that this is what you really like to do. Your mm -hmm. job pays the money, it pays right. the bills. But I'm sure he's being yeah. high school English Well, yeah, but... Too. Yes. <laughs> I mean, but you've got Brent Weeks, high school English teacher. Mm -hmm. Stephen King, originally a high school English teacher. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, so it's not unheard of. Okay. <laughs> and then how did you actually get into writing? Uh, well, it's... Kindergarten it's it's kind of, you know, too many characters <laughs> kicking around in your head and you got to get them out. So... Yeah. Uh, you start just piecing character descriptions and this, that, and the other, and every, you know, eventually it becomes. That's my first one. So, okay. You know, that was the first one I ever wrote, the the To Kill a Priest, and it just kind of coalesced into an entire novel. So. Cool. Well, you have a stack of books sitting here. How long have you actually been writing books? The novels themselves, I started. They started kind of coming to fruition in 08. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I've been writing since then, and I'm about to re release the the third and final book in this trilogy. Okay. So that's I'm releasing the whole trilogy in May. So that'll awesome. be cool. Um, cool. And then I've got the first two of the priors done. There's going to be a third. Nice. So, um, but you said that you had actually helped start the author's track here concoction. Now, how did that yes. come about? <laughs> uh, actually, very unusually, um, I came to the first year of concoction. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not a volunteer, just went, oh, I'm new to Cleveland, and hey, there's this convention. <laughs> I'm going to come show up. And I showed up and went to the one panel that was available on Saturday, and um, no authors showed up. Okay. And they said, are there any authors here? <laughs> He's raising my hand, and all of a sudden, I apologize. <laughs> it's not mine. It's not mine. <laughs> Speaking of which, it's probably one of my clients. But yeah, I just raised my hand, and all of a sudden, instead of being someone there to watch it, I was doing a panel on my stuff, improv. Nice. So, awesome. And since then, I just kind of took it over and created it, and now we have nearly 30 authors every year. Nice, and like I said, it's, I was going to say, it's exploded, because you said how many authors do you, have you guys had coming in now? Nearly 30 every year. That is amazing, because um, I've not been to a lot of sci-fi fantasy cons, but we work a real close with Con of the Cobb and Oddmall and stuff, and you'll get two or three authors that are there that have a booth or something, and that's it, but it's awesome to see a convention that has an actual focus on bringing authors in. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, I just tried to do the best I could, and uh, it seems to be received pretty well. We've got, I actually had uh, requests from uh, some people out in um, Chicago that uh, to put together a PowerPoint on how I did it so that they could kind of model theirs after it. And so we've actually heard about a couple of them that are spawning off of it now. So, uh, I mean, I've been impressed. I did not yeah. expect to, to have that much success with it. But Well, it's saying like 30 authors. Concoction's not that old of a convention. Fourth year? This fourth is only year? a fourth year of it. So, And actually, just looking at the size of Concoction in general, um, since you were uh, working with them here, do you have any idea what the average attendance here usually is? Uh, it's been growing every year by, I mean, I think the original year was about four or 500, and then every year it's gone up by 100 to 150. Okay. And uh, just keeps going. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people here. We actually had like 21 people in our How to Podcast panel. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Deidre was in the back and actually um, counted them up for us. So. Yeah, actually, just uh, a couple hours ago, Emmy Jackson, one of our authors, was doing a character creation, creation panel. Had 29 people in that panel all participating and just having a blast. Nice. So. It's, and it's nice to see actual participation, people actually going to these things and checking them out and yeah. um, it's showing that it's actually a draw for the convention. Mm -hmm. I so, agree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm monopolizing our guest here. I'm no, telling Kylie, I'm like, like, you gotta ask something, Kylie. I'm like, I'm just waiting for you. Just reaches over and smacks. Like, wake up, Kylie, you're part of this too. I've just been watching his eyes kind of do the ping pong thing. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like a test. Like, oh yeah. All right, so, um, all right, uh, are you much of a gamer? Actually, I love gaming. I play uh, Fifth Ed D and D and such. But because I'm, you know, helping to run the Authors Alley, right. I never get to make it down to the gaming end. <laughs> does the does your experience in gaming help you with your character creation? Have you noticed that? 
Actually, I'm pretty sure it has. I mean, I, in my lessons that I do with my students, right. I sometimes actually pull in some RPG kind of character creation stuff to have some fun with them. Yeah. Right. And the students then love it, and they don't even know they're actually doing D&D or something. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it was, well, I remember first, and, and I, because uh, I, I, I had more experience with gaming before I got into writing. And, you know, you're... You, the the the, create, the character creation becomes so detailed, you know, because it's not just, you know, height, weight, you know, or right. dexterity, intelligence. It's not. It's not just. It's it's also alignment and and Motivation. uh, motivations and that sort of thing. And that, that that was that was stuff that I didn't realize until I wrote my first book, which was was based on a a, a campaign that I did. How much that. That that actually figured in and actually drove m- drove my first book, and so actually it kind of drives my writing now. So I, I, I approach it from a gamer's perspective because my characters I create my characters based on my experience with gaming. You'd be surprised, or maybe you wouldn't. I don't know because you're pretty worldly. But how many fantasy novels are actually just based on people's D and D? Oh yeah, well I mean you've got the most popular Dragonlance. That yeah, yes, that way, you know, exactly. And I mean. What 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 book is it that you wrote? Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Ken is whispering. Speak um, nothing is in. Uh, I wrote this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, it was on going. the downbeat. Uh, it was, which was based on the old um, top secret uh, system by uh, what was it? TRS. Oh, okay. Cool. Right, so so it was, it was uh, yeah. espionage. Um, game, and so that was that. My my first book was based off of a, that a campaign from that uh, system, and which was basically just D and D, but you know, you just put into uh, espionage world as opposed to fantasy uh, setting. But that type of um, that type of character generation just really it, it made me. I don't know. It, it affected the way. I later would develop characters, except now I have a hard time when it comes to developing just a, just a, an NPC, if you were, because I'm I, I end up saying, well, okay, what's his motivation? I mean, it doesn't matter. He's gonna get shot in the head. You know, he's wearing a red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but why is he there? It doesn't matter. You know. So I just pet iguana when he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You're like, does he have a scully to feed him? That stuff actually helps, even if it's just some mook that's going to get shot the first time he appears. It's good to have those backgrounds for him. And you never know when someone who you don't plan to be like a reappearing character is actually going to become essential. And maybe his pet iguana will be a character later. And that's true. I mean, you you never know because I I I I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but while you're writing, in your head. It's, it's going to do this. In your head, it's going to do this, but the characters have a life of their own. Mm. And well, you're doing do. this, and then somewhere, this character says that, but you wrote this, but they say that, so then it goes here. But you're like, no, I want it to go. But the story takes a life of its own. And it does. You know, it's just one of those things that... It's, I remember as I'm, I'm like, no, this is not what I wrote. I, I, no, because no, this can't happen. This, but, but it is. This is happening. No, no, and, it can't. But it, it, so the story know. tells itself, and you can't control it. I mean, that happened in the in the first one here. Mm-hmm. I literally finished writing a particular scene. I'm not going to say what because it's very essential there. But finished it. Went to sleep for 15 hours afterwards, crying, <laughs> crying yeah. in your sleep. Well. As I, I like, fell asleep, oh. but but yeah, maybe I continued. Like I don't know. I mean, here with pink sadness. I'm not going to say because it'll give away too Read much. Read the book. Oh, find out. I see. So it, was, it wasn't like I'm it was so a very significant I'm done. moment. I got you. Um, yeah, no, it was a very significant moment in the story, and it was one of those moments where I could not stop it. The story had to play out that way. It is. It's, it's hard, but you is. You can't control it. You just can't. And you almost say, well, yeah, but you're the writer. But no, I, I'm not the writer. I'm just the 
storyteller. I'm, I'm just I'm, a storyteller. It tells itself. And yeah, I it's just, just it dictating, paper. you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's up here rattling around, and uh, i got to get it out or I'm going to go insane. Well, so. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure. You too. Yes, thank you for coming on, Weston. Thanks for well, having me. I appreciate it. You know what, actually, well, uh, since this is your first time on, and I actually was good, and I brought stuff. Wow. Um, <laughs> did, wait, did you remember this, or did Don put it Don, in your bag Don, as you were leaving? Don gave it to me as I was walking out. <laughs> the confession. Hey, I'm sitting here trying to, trying to look like I'm all like responsible and stuff. Yeah, but everybody, stuff. everybody knows that our Thank wives you. are the ones that make us responsible. There you go. Appreciate it. I'd probably be in jail if it weren't for my yeah. So, Weston, before you head out, why don't you give us all your contact info again and how to find your books? Uh, well, just uh, do a search on Amazon for Weston Kincaid, uh, and my books will show up. Uh, I also have a website that they're all available on with links, etc. It's kincaidfiction.blogspot.com. Okay, thank awesome. you, sir. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. Right. I appreciate you having me. It was yes, my pleasure. You. And we actually, our next guest is here, ready to go. All right. We have Aberon. He's actually head of operations and on the board for Cleveland Concoction. So hey, how you doing? Hello. How are y'all so, doing? This is a special thing because we had actually talked to Mark about talking for someone with concoction. Okay. And, um, but I think he said Laura was the one he was going to have. And she in. should definitely but do that she's, too. But she's uh, was running around. He was Busy. trying to get a hold of her. But I saw you walking through and it looked like you were, had about a minute or two. Yeah, I got a few minutes. So, <laughs> so I was like, absolutely. Hey, I know you're somewhere up towards the top. I'm going to charge this. <laughs> well done. High enough. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had time to sit in with us and you sure. can actually tell us about concoction. Now, Weston told us it's been here for about four years. Right. But where did this start from and what what is concoction? Okay. Well, for a long time, um, about 15 years, Cleveland didn't really have a, a fan-run genre convention, right? Okay. They, mm. The last ones were like, uh, um, there was there was an Essex Con, there was um, a few others, and uh, they kind of died out. So the closest we had, of course, was... Uh, Gun on the cow! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all happy to be a part of that, and many of us... Part of what? Yeah, Con on the Cop. Con on the Cop. That's a new, like, trademark way of saying it. I see. You can't just say Con on the Cop. Andy's Con. You'll get, you'll get Con. <laughs> and we thought, well, we, over the years, between uh, going to a lot of cons and uh, some of us doing uh, some parties at cons mm -hmm. and traveling to a lot of different cons around the country, we thought, hey, I'll bet we could start one. We could try this. We could bring this back. So we sat around, and it took us about two years to figure out how to, what to do and how to do it and who was going to do it, and we, uh, we got together and put a board together and did all the legal stuff and decided, well, while we might not do this all the time we're at cons, let's do it. Let's give it a shot. So, and um, the very first year we had, you know, as a, as a startup con, you don't have a lot of money, you don't have a yeah. lot of, of stuff, so uh, luckily, um, through the years of, of uh, Barfleet, Involvement. I have some contacts with some people, so <laughs> asked Rod Roddenberry if he would do us a favor and come to us cheap, and he did. Awesome. Um, and also asked uh, another friend uh, if he would be our first gaming guest. That was Sean Fannin, of course. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. we love Sean Fannin. We actually had him on the show a couple months ago. Yes, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Sean. I don't know how many times I've drawn monsters on his butt. <laughs> Probably a few. It's every year for like the past ten. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not Count of the Cobb until um, Andy's drawing. You mispronounced that. <laughs> Unless Andy is drawing on Sean's butt. Count of the Cobb! Yeah, that's good. But this is about concoctions. Yes. Concoction! <laughs> Cleveland. Cleveland, 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 Cleve
Yeah, my wife got married here last year. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what are the numbers that we're talking that people actually come to concoction approximately? Um, I mean, we know it's not an exact thing. So. No, I, uh, between six and eight, I think, is about the. That's a pretty good size con, especially for one that's as young as concoction is. You right. know what? To me, that's like the perfect number. Like, yeah. That's kind of where con on the cob is too. I mean, con on the cob is too. <laughs> and like, I don't know if you're like me, but I like to meet everybody. Yeah, whenever possible. I mean, if, you you want to float around. You want to want to be social. People at your show. I'm sure you're making a lot more money. But like, you're not gonna you you're not gonna have any kind of interaction. You're not gonna have anything personal. And hug everyone and get sick the next week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I like. This is our what third time coming up here for Vicky and I. Okay. And um, that's what I liked about this was it has the similar feel to Con on the Cob. Mm. Or Con on the Cob. But, um, <laughs> but the, the feel that um, it's big enough that it feels like a good sized convention, but it's small enough you still feel like part of the family. Yeah. And, uh, we're we're happy with that feeling. I hope it never changes. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. That was what is fantastic about this. So, what are some of the um, special draws that you had to actually that's going on this year at, Con at Concoction? Well, this year we, uh, uh, we, well, I'll be honest with you, I don't actually pay much attention to some of what's happening at my own con. Because <laughs> I'm running yeah, yeah. ones here. Yeah, uh, I'm running operations, which means I just make sure that uh, everything gets done. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, guest stuff, I don't have a lot to do with. I mean, I did the first year, but that yeah. was a very special occasion, and I just helped out to make sure that we got people we could afford. Since then, you know, our, our everybody who does everything at this con does a great job. And it's, I know we have Glenn Cook, right? Yeah, Glenn uh, Cook's here. Um, Jim O'Rear is yeah. one of the media guests of honor. Now, I'm not sure. I'm Weston looking at his um, thing here. Yeah, Weston. Oh, yeah, of course, well, Weston, of course. But he's he's like family. He's here all the time. Well, he has made he's made the whole Author's Alley thing and the whole the, the very big me, uh, uh, literary presence we have into such a great thing that we never expected and we started. Once we got him on board and he started going that route, some of us were like, uh, I don't want to know if we want to go complete literary, but he has made it such a wonderful thing that it, it's... Definitely one of the standouts of this kind, I think, is the way that our literary track works and, and how involved he and the folks involved in it are. It's been great. Yeah, I know Kyla, is, um, Kyla and I were having a great conversation with him a couple minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Another one that I noticed that's actually really cool is Tom Smith's here. Now, we've oh, yeah, Tom Smith is Tom here, yes. Tom is a yes. fantastic guy. Yes, and, um, he's wonderful and always fun. <laughs> and how fast he comes up with stuff when it comes mm -hmm. to music and things. It is hilarious. Or one, it's awesome. But um, One other draw that we have that isn't a guest, of course, is that uh, the casual, which is Barfleet's flagship yes. and the first ship, which started in Cleveland back when Cleveland had cons, before we restarted that, um, <laughs> its birthday party is this weekend. So oh, nice! It, not that 30, you guys thirty-one years throw, old this you year. You guys wouldn't know how to throw a party. No. Oh, I'm sure that no, 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 idea. no <laughs> idea. But this year, at least, we have a couple extra parties too. We have the uh, Royal uh, Manticore and Navy is throwing a party this year, and ah. uh, one of our folks who is a member of Fleet, who's also running Capricorn in Chicago next year, okay. is throwing a party. So cool. Um, another one of the guests is actually a friend of the show here that we've not had on the show. We got to get him on here. Is Jeff Carlisle's here? Oh yeah, oh. Jeff Carlisle's here. And so, Mogshell, who is yes, Mogshell cosplay. She's wonderful. That's, Vicky and Jesse went to her panel earlier yes. today. Mm -hmm. She's great. So that, yeah, that's the one thing that's awesome. Also, awesome here is the cosplay presence. Mm -hmm. You guys have the mezzanine up there with all the fan booths, and there's four or five of them that are cosplay booths, right. cosplay guests that have come in to set up a booth to see, come to see them. And these guys go all out when it comes to cosplay. Mm -hmm. Yep. They like become this character. Well, there is something to be said for being one of the few cons in, in, in the area that, that you know, people want to come to. I mean, there's next weekend, I know we have, uh, uh, we have the Comic-Con thing going on. Yeah. yeah. And that's something that, okay, that's great, but it's nothing like this. No. Yeah. No, no dude, that's like this. very much a... I'm not it's even a for-profit. It's a for-profit. It's, um, it's a corporate convention. Yeah, it's a corporate convention. And yeah. it's basically, and the sad thing is, it's gotten so, Wizard World has gotten so big mm -hmm. that um, from everybody that I've ever talked to that has gone to it said, basically, if you're not in it for autographs with celebrities... Why go? about going? Why go? No. Exactly. It's not even worth going no. to. But, but we also ran into the problem, uh, since there hadn't been a con like us in this town for so long, that when we started up and people would come in and they'd say, well, why is it so expensive? And we're trying to say, look, this is a vo all volunteers. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nobody gets paid. Everything we do is for the guests. And it's also in a hotel as opposed to just you walk in, you walk yeah. out. And it's um, a different thing. And you're going to you're gonna find out as you're here that there's a lot more to do and a lot yeah. more to see and a lot right. more people to meet and more social stuff happening. The con suite, for example, you don't have yes. this kind of thing at most uh, corporate-type cons. That's true. And once people see that and they go down to gaming and things like that, then they start to get an idea of, of what, what that money is doing. Yeah. But you got to get them in the door first, right. obviously. 
Well, that's what's kind of cool. You said mentioned gaming and um, that this is a sci-fi fantasy con. Right. Well, well, it's, it's, it's got a, huge, a lot of things, yeah. But it's got a huge gaming presence. It's got a yep. huge cosplay presence. You got all the music stuff going on. It's not just one thing. We don't want to pigeonhole ourselves, and we do. We, the only way we do that is we, we come up with a theme, and we try to make it a dual theme every year. Yeah. So that we can, you know, keep things interesting and do some different things. Get What's our. What's the theme know, this year? I didn't pay attention. It's fantasy and what was the other? One? It's fantasy. It's not full horror, but it's fantasy. Grim and fairy tale. Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. That's it. Yeah. Okay. See, cool. I'm in the meetings. Really? <laughs> we'll see the Colin uh, the Cobb is going to be Bob the Builder next year. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the nice thing that I've seen that this year is um, because you guys had the fantasy in it, mm-hmm. that there's a lot of Harry Potter this year. Yep, there is. And there's a lot of Harry Potter people cosplaying and bringing it in. Um, I know you had um, the Blibbering uh, Humdingers, I think is what they're called. Which is actually a wizard rock band. Right. Is here. Right, right. And then your musical guest of honor was, I had his name up right in front of me a minute ago, V. Nigel Taylor. Now, this guy looks like Severus Snape. Yeah, and did a panel yesterday where he was fully in character. Absolutely beautiful. It was wonderful. Okay. Heard nothing but good things about his performance. Cool. And of course, we have Tom Smith. So. Yes, and Tom Smith. I mean, you, you can't go around. I, I have to sit down and listen to one of his shows. I know he's got two more shows this weekend. Mm-hmm. I still have to get time to sit down and talk to him. Mm-hmm. So, um, but this has been a, this is a great show. I, I know, um, like I said, this is the third year Vicky and I've been up here, and every year it gets bigger. There's more stuff to do. The first year it was like, okay, this is cool. It was your second year doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was cool, but there was times when you're like, okay, now there's nothing going on. I actually want to do at the moment. Let's go see what's a gaming. Mm-hmm. But um, the next year, it's like you have more stuff. This year, there's even more stuff. And next year, it'll get even bigger. It's, it's awesome slow growth, grow. but steady. Is, yeah. you know, we don't want to go overboard. Do we don't want to be crazy, but it's exactly. always good when we keep going. Explosive growth will kill you. Right. Because <laughs> right. all of a sudden, everybody's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Because <laughs> you yeah. get too big, too fast. The, so, another another um, thing we have that we were lucky enough to get, um, um, I don't know, mm-hmm. if you play Artemis. Yes. Uh, yes. But oh, yeah. since Mike Substelny, one of the two guys who's kind of responsible for Artemis, mm-hmm. other than Tom who makes the game, is is here, we have the unreleased version, which includes fighters. So. Oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> oh, is that what it's Artemis? Um, oh, yeah. The, yeah. Artemis 3? Okay, that, I can see it right there. Artemis, Artemis Armada. Well, Ar- Armada is their convention, and that's actually here in town, downtown oh. Cleveland, next month. They're doing a convention now. They do a convention. Oh, it's nothing but gosh. a ballroom full of Artemis bridges. Oh, so, wow. So oh, are they going to link them together in a fleet? Uh, sometimes they do. So you might want to talk. If Mike yeah, is up there or any of the other folks up there, oh, you might want to talk to them about that. Artemis has been around a few years. I don't even know. I kind of want to go. I don't even know this because I'm like. Because we played Artemis, like especially when they first started out, they were at Con of the Cop. Yeah, yeah, I know. And um, it was a great idea. Of course. It was a great idea. We're like, dude, you need to be able to do like fleet operations with this where each crew is doing it and now that they're actually doing that that's amazing well, and, and I know that at Armada there are actually crews that will come in and cosplay our oh, Artemis oh, crews yeah. too oh. so well anybody who hasn't heard of Artemis if you've ever watched Star Trek and said I want to be that Helms guy that's what this is you have yes. a captain sitting there and someone playing each of the bridge positions right and, it, and it's even better if you got people who know Star Trek. Because mm-hmm. yeah. then it's all of a sudden, no one has to think, okay, how do I do this? And no, they sit down like, Captain, this is here. And then the Captain says, give me impulse, give me this. Yeah. And everybody just does it because they know the storyline behind it. Even yes. though this is not Star Trek, I want to put that now. Yeah, he's been very careful to head, to avoid all copyright infringement. Yes, right. <clears throat> but this is this is the closest you're ever going to get to feeling like Star Trek, it is Starfleet game. Fleet right. level Starfleet battle. It's, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is not like, a game yeah. you're gonna take yeah. home and play by yourself at home. Yeah, you can't really. You can't do it solo. But but they're so, up. They're up above uh, at the end of the mezzanine around the corner. Yeah, actually, if you go in the elevator right outside here, you come out right at them. Yeah, you just go straight across. <laughs> so so um, mercy. But <laughs> Abron, I want to thank you for coming on here. Hey, no problem. Um, anybody who wants to know about well, what's what? When are we? Is the show next year? Do you guys have uh, that set up yet? And we're what? not completely 100%, but it should be, you know, it'll always be around this weekend. The, the, okay. It might float between one or two. That's the plan. We have no plans to change the weekend. And we well, actually, it says right there. See, there on you the go. Back of the, we have, it's March 9th through the 11th, 2018, according to the back of their well, program. Well, Gary Hamster Appreciation Week. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> no. Okay. So, I um, talked to Oh, my God. <laughs> So um, I want to thank you. How can people actually find out about Conco- Cleveland Concoction um, if they want to possibly come in for next year? Okay, well, we have a pretty heavy Facebook presence. Of course, we have the website, which is clevelandconcoction.org, and we also have, um, let's just say, 
We'd really appreciate if they want to learn more. They come on out. We also do, during the year, we do at least two game days uh, on either the West or Central Cleveland, uh, which we do publish on the website. So you just come out and game with us okay. for the day. Um, and we usually do an event around Halloween. Uh, it's in the past been uh, a costume ball, but we may do something different this year. But so we have two or three events during the year that are also, you know, us making money, getting up interest for the event. So keep an eye on the website, see what else we're doing during the year, come on out, join us, game with us, all that. Okay, cool. and if anybody had any questions for you, how could they actually get a hold of, find you? Look in a mirror and say his name. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like a Facebook or Twitter or anything like that for you. Uh, you can find me, of course, on the Barfleet website, barfleet.org. Okay. Uh, we have a public Barfleet page, which is, um, Barfleet.org.net or .com. We own all three. Okay. And we're the, on Facebook, it's just Barfleet. And if you're just looking for me, just Thomas Kozak. Okay. So. Thank you for coming. And um, actually, as we're, it's a good time to go and wrap this up for today. Sounds good. Um, Kyla, did you have anything else for Aberon? I mean, it's, it's weird here to say, because well, I know you as Commodore. Aberon is my actual name. Commodore, of course, is my Barfleet yeah. title. Although, ten, right now, I'm, I'm acting as an ambassador. I'm letting other things happen. Okay. After 30 years, I'm not in command right now. I have okay. stepped down as a temporary leave of absence to let some other people do some things. Yeah. So I am just an ambassador right now. Okay. Well, Kyla, did you have anything else for him? Uh, no, I'm just... Stay in school, don't do drugs. Have... Oh, yeah, yeah, just say no. Stay in school. Here's <laughs> <laughs> your mom. No, I'm just looking for Oh, yeah. She and Jesse are ready to go for the party tonight. Very good. Very good. So, um, Geeksters, as we're wrapping this up, I just want to remind you, or thank you for hanging out with us. Everybody in the crowd, thank you for hanging out. Hopefully you had a good time. Everybody had a good time? Yeah. Okay. So, um, Geeksters, you can always find us at um, geekwatch1.com. All social media and everywhere else available on the internet. Search Geekwatch1. You're going to find us. Um, we're at geekwatch1 at gmail.com. And uh, um, so for Kylan and for Miss Dawn and for Weston and uh, I'm not for Dawn. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm in this out. <laughs> it's usually yeah. Kylan, Dawn, Vicky. <laughs> I didn't get that far. Uh. <laughs> so for, let's start this over. For <laughs> Kylan and for Miss Vicky. No, you say for and my <laughs> lovely wife, Miss Vicky. <laughs> Gotta butter up now. <laughs> oh, Thank Weston. There is room. <laughs> and geeksters, just remember. No matter where you go, there you are. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast.